It's springy. Hi, guys. We're going on a national bikini tour. It's flingy. And we're looking for two oil boys who can grease us up before each competition. It's all you need to know about spring football for the Huskers. The Hawkeyes. They're not going to get him. Punt return. Touchdown, Iowa. And those gophers and their wackadoo new coach. Man, we got a date. That date is with Destiny. Let's go pick her up. Time for a spring fling. Oh, that sounds naughty. On Sports Talk with Craig and John on 98.1 FM, 1230 AM, Sports Radio KWSM. Hawkeye State, or is it the Cyclone State? Our buddy Travis Justice has been doing radio for a decade in Des Moines, KXNO, Sports Talk Radio. He joins us on the Tires, Tires, Tires fan line. And he's laughing hysterically. I've got to pot him up here. What is so, what is so funny, Travis? What is so darn funny? Denny Matthews doing Royals play-by-play leading in <laughs> yeah. you guys. Yes, There's a line out. We always make fun of Denny Matthews. Yeah. Line drive to center field. Caught. Royals win the World Series. <laughs> we'll be back after this. <laughs> yes, today's game brought to you by Bartles and James. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, his 1985 call, by the way, to win the World Series, that was a humdinger where he was counting it down like... Two outs away, one out away, and then the final out. Zero outs away. <sighs> like okay, oh, the uh, the master of the understated. That is the polar opposite from you, Travis Justice, joining us. Um, so our lives are a little different, but not that different. Both Craig and I get to go to work and do the show here. Neither of us yet have to be home. I'm in the studio, and Craig, you are where again? At an undisclosed location. Yeah, he won't even tell me, which is probably a good idea. So he's like Dana White. He's on some Indian reservation to where you might have a UFC fight where nobody knows where it's going to happen. Something. Well, I've been on my own island for a long time, <laughs> Travis. <laughs> oh, and we like it that way. Um, but for you, I, you, you've been doing your show, and you're open about this. You do a show that airs in Des Moines. It's an Iowa show, but you're doing it from your uh, basement in Omaha, so nothing's new for you. And really, material-wise, nothing's new for your radio show. You're, you're on a sports radio station, and after you all got fired, uh, you, you, you guys got your jobs back because your fans gleefully... Uh, stumped for you to come back and so now you're on an fm signal and yet this is not a big adjustment not having sports for you guys i, I have been physically distancing since uh, 2010 yeah and yeah and your show's been distancing itself from actual sports talk for since about then too well it, it's appropriate to talk about sports when it's appropriate but sometimes you know there's just not enough there so you go okay uh, what else can i do so, uh, yeah, we, we, we venture into all topics, John. Uh, I, I was flattered that you, uh, you texted me the other day and said you were listening to the show. I'm like, don't you have anything better to do? Then you made me feel guilty because I never tune you guys in, and maybe I should, but, you know, I'm, I'm busy during the day. And, then, yeah, but we, we cover a whole, bunch of, a whole bunch of stuff. You name it, we probably talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I listened for like five minutes. Let's just check in on these guys, and you're making fun of your 20-something single producer and uh, his dating life and uh, and going on Tinder and uh, I, I do get a kick out of it and uh, you guys are like a family that's what makes good radio you have a good radio show um, Thank you. you're welcome and I, I'm sure you ca- came across this 
that uh, porn hits have never been higher or consumption have ever been higher than the last three or four weeks or so since most of America became quarantined at home, especially during the workday. Well, the reason that is, is Pornhub is offering its premium services for free during the quarantine. So when you give the free premium porn away, uh, that's going to get people to watch. It's not just the, 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 you get the better stuff. You don't get the, uh, uh, the, the home video version. You, you get the well-produced Hollywood stuff. Not that I would know. I'm just I'm, I'm relaying that information to a friend. See, right? I've heard through a friend that the actual free stuff is better because it just, you know, it's only about four or five minutes and it just gets right to the point. You don't have to wait around for stuff. But uh, that's what a friend told me. But now, Craig, now you know uh, what you need to know with your new disposable income these days. It is amazing what I learn on this program yeah. and on Travis's program every day. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> Travis Justice, KXNO Morning Radio, uh, in Des Moines, it's Craig and John. It's our spring fling for Hawkeye and Cyclone football. And maybe we'll get to the Hawkeyes and Cyclones here on Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, and KWSN.com. And you know, it's really no laughing matter for schools like Iowa, Iowa State, and Nebraska. They're the schools that probably stand to lose the least amount of money they would have made uh, on at the uh, at the very least if we don't have September college football or college football at all. There's a wide spectrum of forecasts on that. And uh, for a place like Nebraska, and you mentioned this in the five minutes I tuned in the other day, a, a spring football game that usually gets eighty to ninety thousand people for Nebraska, where they charge five to ten dollars a ticket. Uh, plus these towns and these bars and these businesses and places like Iowa City, uh, Lincoln, and Ames. Forget about the the schools themselves, but these towns. I mean, it's it's an impactful thing in college football. Well, you know, it's interesting. I think Iowa State would take the biggest hit if there's no fall football because, and Jamie Pollard's already planning for that. You're talking about a school that, you know, just not until recently had a significant budget to, in which to work with. You go back to the late 90s, early 2000s, and Iowa State's budget was, was minimal. It was the lowest in the Big 12. I think it was right around $30, $40 million a year, which uh, at that time was not a lot of money. It's increased significantly, but it doesn't have a slush fund. And I don't know if you read the Omaha World Herald today, John ben, uh, and Craig, but you know Tom Chattel had an interview with Tom Osborne, and I didn't know that Nebraska had basically a rainy day fund that consists of 80 to $90 million in case something bad happened. Well, that will get you through an entire year, right? I mean, that will... That will that will cover your butt for a long time. Iowa's been relatively quiet. Gary Barta hasn't said much. Uh, we haven't heard much, which makes me believe they're probably in better shape than Iowa State did is because Jamie Pollard jumped into action, asked all his coaches to take pay cuts, uh, forego bonuses, and start tightening the belts. Now, Jamie's a former CFO. He makes money dance, and he's a great marketer, but I also think he's in a much different situation than they are in, in, in Iowa City and in in Lincoln. Well, we know that the NCAA money is not going to be there where it's been over years past. It's going to be not even half of what uh, they're going to be giving out to colleges and universities. Enrollment could be in trouble this fall. When it comes to athletics, though, when you're looking at Nebraska, they've got, what, nine men's sports, 13 women. Iowa has 10 men, 11 women. Do you think there's a chance this fall that colleges will say, you know what, we're not going to do tennis or rifle or soccer or cross country because we just don't have the money to do it? Um, 
No, I don't think so. Because then you're dealing with if you cut one, you got to cut somewhere else, right? I mean, it, it's a it's a Title IX juggling game. Now you may have uh, the way it looks differently, but I, I think if you're going to cut sports. And you're going to cut men's sports before you cut women's sports, right? Because uh, if you cut a women's sport, you're going to have to cut some men's scholarships somewhere else. You cut men's scholarships, you don't really have to worry about the women's scholarships. So I think there's a chess game that smarter people than me will have to figure out. But I don't think you take those opportunities away because once once this rebounds, you would have to come back and, and probably want to do them all over again. So um, you mentioned enrollment. I don't know if you and I'm backtracking here, but my son came to me. He goes to the University of Kansas. And he came, he came to me and he said, listen, if we have to do this online thing, I'm dropping out. He goes, I, I'm sick of it already. I don't learn better this way. So you mentioned enrollment. I think you'll find a lot of students that don't like to learn this way. It's not productive. Um, and that could go for student athletes as well. But it's uh, – um, it's an interesting time. I, I, I want to believe those guys that we're going to be we're going to be up and running by the fall. If you don't think positive, then then we're all going to be doom and gloom. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. I, I cross cross our fingers, no doubt. By the way, South Dakota. No, the University of South Dakota is headed to Ames to play Iowa State in week one. And, Craig, I don't have it in front of me. The Jackrabbits were going to head to Lincoln at some point. I don't remember if it was September 5th or not. but I think it was right around, a week yeah. later than the 5th. Okay, yeah, yeah some, sometime third. around there. So uh, it would affect the schools around here as well. Another thing, and Travis Justice joining us, not only a morning sports host in Des Moines, uh, KXNO Radio, AM and FM, but also a uh, podcaster for... The Husker Doc Talk podcast, one of the most popular Husker football podcasts out there with Dr. Rob Zaska, former Husker All-America from the glory days. And And, and that's a real informative podcast. you got two guys sit around and get drunk and talk football. Yeah, (laughs) it's uh, it's genius. And every now and then you do, yeah, every now and then you talk about football. Um, But speaking of sitting around and drinking beer, that's, that's a, I mean, you talk about a time where it's been percolating with, Bill Moose, the Nebraska athletic director, for two or three years, about once a year, he'll talk about, well, maybe we're going to open up alcohol in Memorial Stadium someday. And last year it was, well, maybe in the in the suites, you know, try to push up the premium seat holders that way to entice them with booze where you can get nowhere else in the stadium. And now it's becoming more real that, uh, you know, they're, they're trying to the, – the, the, that slush fund at, at, that you mentioned is plenty. It's paid for – Bo Pelini and Mike Riley's salaries, and Nebraska has led the nation in paying off uh, old fired coaches this, this past decade. But uh, you know, what has always been your your thought for Nebraska for Iowa Iowa State on someday having beer in the stadium like uh, the Gophers do? Uh, I'm a grown adult. I've been around Creighton basketball since 1994. They've been serving beer in there at those games since 1994. And the truth is they're serving beer now at NCAA tournament events. Uh, the College World Series has been u- using beer and liquor. There have been very little to zero incidents. Um, I think we, I think we just automatically assume that, that alcohol and college atmospheres are a bad mix. Uh, it's the reality of the situation, right? I, I mean, serve beer, serve liquor. You got to be careful on how you do it. You have a certain cutoff time. And I think we always go to the worst common denominator. I, I think I think it's time. Is it a huge revenue, revenue generator? No. I, it's not as big as what people think. But I will say this, and that is it, I, I think it's better for um, people not leaving the stadium at halftime. I think it gets people into the stadium sooner. I think I'd rather keep people 
in the stadium rather than go out to the right parking lot and binge drink during halftime and stay out there until, oh, it's, it's halfway through the third quarter. Let's get back in. Um, I'm, that, that kind of stuff bothers me. So I'd rather have them sell it. Do well, you guys agree or disagree? Go ahead, Craig. I, yeah, I have no pro- I have no problem with it. I don't think it's uh, going to say, well, now that you're selling beer, now I'm going to go to the game. I think it's just a part of the game, and I agree. I don't think it's going to be a huge revenue enhancer. But again, I don't. I don't. Doesn't bother me at all if they do it or they don't. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I pretty much echo everything Travis says. We could talk about actual football uh, when it comes to the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. There's this element that we're kind of asking our coaches in South Dakota that we've been having these spring fling interviews with. The notion of well. Is your team better or worse suited to be a team that, like every other team, doesn't have spring football, doesn't have the benefit of these meetings and these spring practices, even strength and conditioning in their building? Usually more veteran teams, and especially teams with uh, returning quarterbacks, would would be at advantage. Where do you feel the uh, Hawkeyes and Cyclones fit in? Uh, I, I, I think the Cyclones have a better advantage than Iowa does right now. Um, with Brock Purdy coming back, and Dr. Rob and I had a pretty long conversation about this, um, the, the teams are going to have advantages of, of no spring practice or no workouts. They're going to be the ones that have you know pretty good depth coming back and experience at those skill positions. Iowa and Spencer Petras, who has not started a game, played very limited, you're taking away a lot of practice time. And let's use Nebraska. Nebraska now hasn't made a bowl in, what, two years? You take away spring. Rob, Rob equated that to almost a full year of practice that you're missing because you're not getting those bowl practices. You miss spring practice. There's a lot of time missed. So if you don't have depth, if you don't have experience, you're hurting this time of year if it kicks off in the fall. Craig, anything else for Travis? No, I'm just hearing a promo in my ear. That's what oh, I'm sorry about that. Go. There we go. Okay, <laughs> I was hearing you in my ear way too much uh, already. Yeah, never enough. Um, are you? What are you hearing from Iowa, Iowa State for their prep for fall football? Have uh, they discussed anything about that? To you? No, no. You know, I mean, Kirk Ferentz has said, "Listen, they need because everybody's gone, and people take strength and conditioning for granted." But he said they need at least a full month of strength and conditioning before they could even think about starting practice. So now you're looking, okay, if you're not, if these guys aren't back July 1st, then you're going to start wondering about pushing the, the start date or pushing the season. So he's been the most vocal on this one of saying he needs a full month of strength and conditioning because, yeah, you can send video workouts, you can do Skype interviews, but you don't really see how hard some of these guys, you know, these guys are going. So to get them back in the shape they wanted before they even start practice, he believes they need a month. So you're looking at a July 1st, getting everybody back to campus, and then at, what, an August 1st practice start, and then that last weekend in August start date. So if, if we need one thing to, to, to go on time. By the way, uh, Travis, did you uh – catch any of the Tom Brady interview with Howard Stern and find anything particularly scintillating? I, I love the fact I, I actually love the fact that he didn't consider boaters could just go right up to his dock. <laughs> I, I thought that was awesome. Like, I get in his house and I'm like, oh, people people can drive their boat up to my house. Well, yeah, you live on the water. It's not private, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
And he's got these, like, giant walls, I guess. Like, there, he lives in Derek Jeter's house, and he the, Jeter got special clearance, I think, from the state or from his county to have extra high walls just to, to wall him in. So uh, <laughs> try climbing that wall to get into Tom Brady's house once you uh, bring your boat up there. Uh, Travis, uh, always appreciate your time and thoughts, and uh, be well and healthy and all that jazz. We'll talk again sometime soon. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Right. Travis Justice, KXNO Radio in Des Moines. At Travis Creates on Twitter. And uh, by the way, our chat with Augustana's Jerry Oshevsky, Coach OJ, did a spring fling today. And you can catch that podcast on the Marv's Body Shop podcast page at kwsn.com. He sang the fight song, Craig. Quite a highlight. Yeah, he. Uh, we, we had to push him a little bit, but yeah. he did. Yeah. Uh, so there. By the way, I thought Travis was saying a different word from boater when we were talking about the uh, talking about the Tom Brady interview, specifically in reference to his part about Rob Gronkowski in that. Uh, but it was boater with a T that Travis was mentioning. Craig and John, uh, we have a classic Harry Carey story from his old broadcast partner Steve Stone and thoughts. On golfing with presidents from Jack Nicholas, from uh, Obama to Clinton to Trump, and what they're like to golf with to round out our show on Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, KWSN.com. Did you miss one of the awesome discussions or compelling interviews? Hear them back by going to KWSN.com. Click on Podcasts. It's easy and available anytime. KWSN.com. Click on Podcast.